The Run Culture podcast has always been a passion project. It was created to share stories and experiences, to educate runners and to grow the sport. Ultimately, to show that running is cool. The podcast has provided us all opportunities to listen and learn from some interesting people in the running world. Welcome to the Run Culture podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I am an all-out running fan and an accredited running coach, a marathoner myself and an experienced physiotherapist that specialises in treating runners. So, before we get right into the show, if you have enjoyed any of the previous episodes of the Run Culture podcast and they have added value to your life and you want to support the podcast going into 2021, then we have a Patreon page. It's linked to in the show notes. A small monthly donation will go a heck of a way to keeping the show alive. By doing so, you too can also feel fulfilled that you are doing your bit to promote and grow the sport. Also, for those runners interested or in need, links to my online strength and conditioning course for runners or run therapy, my physiotherapy clinic, are also in the show notes. Alas, enough from me. Here's this week's interview. This week's chat is with Sam Tanner. As you will hear, he is quite the character. At just 20 years of age, with a 336-1500 time to his name, it's not surprising pundits see him as New Zealand's next star miler. In fact, if the Tokyo Olympics go ahead, Sam is a real shot to make them. In this chat, I asked Sam how he's handling this expectation. And in all honesty, his mature, level-headed response really won me over. Sam is an incredibly relaxed and chilled customer, albeit quietly confident and competitive with an insatiable thirst for extreme sports. It's Sam's love for other sports, his music and having fun that seem to keep him grounded. In this chat, we talk about the craziest thing he has ever done on a skateboard, how he credits surfing for providing the foundation for his current athleticism, sculpting the speed, agility and robustness he uses in the 1500 today his journey and meteoric rise in the sport, his role models, his aspirations to one day become an Olympic medalist and break Nick Willis's 1500 national record. Sam then finishes the show with some advice to all the new and up and coming runners out there. I can't thank Sam enough for this super fun chat. Be sure to follow Sam this Saturday where he attempts to run the Tokyo Olympic qualifier at the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix. Without further ado, here's the chat. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Run Culture podcast. Today, I'm very privileged to be chatting to Sam Tanner. Sam, all the way from the US, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Sam, um, yeah, I was doing a little bit of uh, research into your background and um, yeah, you started out um, with a childhood full of surfing and skating uh, your dad built a skate bowl in your backyard. Um, looks like you've got a BMX track uh, right near your house and, and four trampolines in your backyard. Um, yeah, tell us about your, your childhood um, growing up. And Are you the oldest of five kids? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm the oldest of five kids. Um, uh, I'm 20. Logan is younger brother. He's 18. Summer's 16. Um, and then two, the big gap, and then Lucy and Charlie. And Lucy's seven, and Charlie's just turned five. So awesome, um, wee group of group of grommets. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just they, they keep me keep me busy when I'm home. Um, you know, fighting. I've only I've only broken my knuckle once fighting with Logan, but it's all good. Um, you know, little boxes knuckle. <laughs> nothing, no, nothing unhealthy. We love each other. Um, but yeah, life as a kid was. Pretty good. We have two awesome parents um, and uh, great role models for us. Um, that mum and dad are heavily into, you know, the whole board sports and sports scene. Um, and so I suppose mostly dad's influence was, um, yeah, the, all the board sports and water sports especially. Grew up, you know, snowboarding when I was five and surfing as, you know, boogie boarding and stuff as early as I could remember. Um, and, yeah, just... Just loved it, loved the ocean and um, just like the adventure of it, I suppose, and the thrill of getting smashed and just taking a big beating every now and then and just the, the freeness that the ocean brings, I suppose, yeah. 
so what, what would an average day be um, when you're growing up? Um, was it um, every day in the water or every day on the skateboard or? Um, a, bit of, a bit of everything. I think it wasn't really that planned. It was like if the surf was good, then we'd go surfing. If there was, if it was raining, then, you know, the, sometimes the gully beside our house would fill up with water and we'd get Nana's motorbike and tow, us, tow, tow each other up and down the gully, skimming on a little <laughs> skimboard or something. Um, you know, just just taking taking wipeouts and yeah, that was that was pretty hard out. But um, yeah, it would kind of depend on what the day was. Like my brother always pushed me skating, and um, he's so much better than me now. But yeah, he he was always someone that I wanted to be better than. You know, um, bit of sibling rivalry. But yeah, just a bit of that and. On a Wednesday night, kids' athletics, and that was all about the athletics I did back then. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Is that Logan? Because um, I was looking at some of the tricks that he does. I think I saw him jump over your head when he like you know, over a jump on the BMX. Um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. Some of the stuff that you guys uh, look like you got up to. Um, yeah, like what's the best trick that you've ever done um, that you're most proud of? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a, I, I, it's not really a trick, but I, I, I think I'm the one I'm most proud of. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one trick and then one thing. Skating-wise, um, I've dropped in on the 14-foot vert ramp down the mount, and that was pretty scary, but I did that when I was 14 or 15, um, and I haven't done it since. So that, that is, I feel like some marbles were gained after dropping in. I'm like, actually, that was really scary. <laughs> Um, but I did it, you know, a couple of times, um, a couple of weekends in a row, and then I stopped doing it, and then I'm like, oh, actually, that's pretty hard. Um, yeah. But the trick skating, uh, I, this is kind of not really counting, but I, I learned to blunt the fakie with, with a mattress down, and so my bro- me and my brother would learn tricks by holding a mattress up and then throwing a mattress down as we'd, like, go up to do the trick, and we'd come back down, and if we bailed, we'd just hit the mattress, and it was, like, it was sweet. It was super fun, and we just laughed it off, and tried and then that's why Logan got really good because he was technically way better than me way more talented but <laughs> it was fun <laughs> trying anyway but yeah worst injury oh uh, I haven't I've been pretty lucky I've um I've fallen off my snowboard a couple of times um and kind of given myself a bit of a knock and a bruise but I think probably mountain biking uh, again Logan is way better than me at mountain biking now he didn't used to be but it, he's actually, he was pretty much the same level as me throughout our whole childhood. But a couple of years ago, after like, actually, it might have been like end of 2018 after I ran 338 at Brooks. Yeah. Um, came, came home that week and um, we went straight to Skyline Rotorua and I was just hammering it, trying to keep up with him. <laughs> and he was just full throw down the hill, like down, full downhill course. And then he just was boosting through these berms. And I just got crossed up as, and just went straight into a farmer's fence and got like a bit of a scar um, across my, across my arm and smashed, split my shin open and stuff. But it's all right. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> and then like, so um, yeah, obviously in recent years you've you've had to probably uh, yeah pull pull back a little bit um, here and there <laughs> at times with with um, your skating and, and and your risk taking here and there um but uh yeah I, I guess like what what do you feel like you still use from those experiences that you gained as um uh yeah with, with those with those um extreme sports yeah i i definitely put down a lot of my pace like my speed to it because I feel like a lot of those sports are real explosive, real poppy. Like to do an ollie, you actually are pretty much jumping off one foot and sliding and kicking it real hard. And the quicker you pop, the higher your ollie is going to be, right? And so, um, yeah, speed for one, but like agility and like I think like robustness and like a tactical 1500. Like, um, yeah, if someone tries to push the other way, I'm like, it's all good. You can just push me around. I'm not going to fall over like a like a dainty little runner who's just going to break. Um, there's, yeah, yeah, that's not supposed to be offensive to little runners, but, you know, a lot of us are like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that that and just surfing balance and stuff um, has given me a lot of core strength and core stability and, um, yeah, help that sort of thing. But it has, it's actually been quite nice because 
I like even now, like I'll go home and I'll, I'll still surf and I'll still skate, but I just struggle mentally because with, with that skating and stuff, because I'm like, oh, I really want to get better because Logan's so good, but I just know that it's just best to just, you know, cruise, don't learn any new tricks, um, but just use it as that foundation to stay strong and stay agile. Nice. No, that's that's so cool to hear. Um, so it's almost like it, um, yeah, set the foundation of your athleticism and um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it sounds like you also did a bit of running. Um, was it at at um, five? You you did a little bit of little little laps um, um, yeah. and some sprinting and, and things like that. And and uh, how did how did your running um, sort of go as a junior? Um, yeah, ha, ha, what sort of um, got you started into running? Yeah, well, uh, mum and dad took me to kids athletics when, you know, I was little. Um, and I kind of got my butt kicked by this little brown boy who just, his name was Jacob, he was a cool dude. Um, <laughs> and he, he just smoked me like every week. And then, you know, started getting a little bit stronger, a little bit older, a little bit faster. And then started pulling in a little bit and then started to win some races. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, and then just did it for fun up until like intermediate. Then I kind of wanted to train. Like mum told me, oh, there's this um, competition called Ames Games and it's like a national event and kids just get to run cross country. And so I was like, oh, cool. You know, one year school cross country. So I was like, I could probably probably win Ames Games. Um, and so I had this massive goal as well. year seven year old, probably like 11 or something. Um, and just was like, oh, mum, I'm going to get up real early and I'm going to train hard for Ames Games. I'd, well, I don't even remember doing this, but mum, this is what mum was telling me, like, I don't know, like last year or yeah. this year. Um, and <laughs> apparently I got up and got her out of bed. So, like, mum, get on the bike. We're going, going for a run. It was, like, dark. and So that was pretty crazy of me. Um, but, yeah, then I won Ames Games and I was like, whoa, um, I can, you know, broke the record by 11 seconds. I was like, Oh, yeah. I can run. <laughs> um, and so that was kind of the start of like distance running for me um, as opposed to like the 60, which was probably more fun, but the <laughs> cross country was a lot, you know, more rewarding, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the start of it. And then kind of got through those middle years, um, just still surfing and stuff as my main priority. And then year 12, second to last year of high school, um, I ran I, I got I joined Craig's Craig Kirkwood's um, crew and he um, I just asked him I was like hey Craig do you want to coach me and he's like yeah cool and so we started training together and um, it worked really well we we he understood me um, and understood that I love to surf and stuff and my first year of training I did barely any mileage he just pretty much worked off my surfing I think he even put like surf like go for a surf in my program. Um, <laughs> as like additional mileage, which didn't really count. I was like false mileage, but it worked. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, my first big one was um, national cross country champs in year 12. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Um, and then like how, how much mileage were you doing sort of at, at, um, at that stage? Um, and then also through your school years, um, through your mid teenage years before you joined Craig as well. Oh, before I did Craig, before I joined Craig, I um, I thought I was doing like a four or five k loop, but it turns out it was only three k's long, um, <laughs> and so I thought I was doing way more than I was, but I was doing like maybe fifteen k's a week, <laughs> maybe twenty k's a week, Yo. if that, um, just running around the block, and you know I do like light posts, like little far legs, like sprint and then jog and then sprint. And then jog. Um, and that was pretty much my training. Um, and then, yeah, I realized that I actually needed to train properly. So I joined with Craig, probably started running uh, 40Ks a week. Probably started at 40Ks a week with my long run being like maybe maybe 9Ks. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was so long. And then now I look back at that, I'm like, oh, man, I wish my long run was 9Ks now. <laughs> I, wish I, could, I wish I could get away with that sort of running. But, yeah. Turns out my distance requires a bit more than that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, started with that and slowly built our way up. Um, and I think this is, like, my fourth year of consecutive solid foundation of running. Um, and so, yeah, we're probably, like, 40, 50 Ks and then 50, 60, 
60, 70, 70, 80, and then this year probably like touched just over 100 Ks for, for base season. Yeah, um, nice. So, yeah, it was pretty, pretty happy and feeling strong. And the body's coping okay with that those changes um, and doing more and more running? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think as I did more and more running, progressively, I didn't really notice it, but, you know, the other sports got less and less. I, I still actually managed last year. I, I didn't tell the coach. I didn't <laughs> tell Andy this, but um, I, I went snowboarding in the middle of winter here in Seattle, and it was <laughs> absolutely awesome but my legs were fried after after the day and then I worked out the next day and I was like oh man I was so surprised with that workout it actually went all right but um <laughs> yeah I, I told the coach like at the end of the season oh coach I actually went snowboarding you didn't even know <laughs> so that was pretty yeah that was good but yeah it's the body's coped with it well and um yeah it's it, we I haven't had too many um major niggles you know like they've just been little tiny wee things that you can get on top of pretty quickly and if you get on top of them quickly they just disappear yeah um, but I've, yeah i've got a really good team around me yeah yeah nice yeah we'll get get on to um yeah washington uni in a tick um but what what do you think was the uh little moment that sort of made you go all right in 2017 i'm gonna really give this a shake a, a shot and um you're really committed to you know getting craig to coach you and and you really sort of yeah, what, why have you chosen running? Why do you run? Why do I run? Oh, I love running. I've, I, I used to think, oh, running long is like not very much fun and I just don't, I just dread it. But the more I run, the more I, you know, you get the bug for it. Um, and so I've definitely got the running bug now. At, at, when I started running, I really just, I just wanted to race. And I just wanted to beat people. I was such a competitive <laughs> little kid. I ran, I ran for the competitiveness um, and for the competition. But it was, yeah. Now, now I run because it's just oh, I've got the bug, and you, you've got to, once you've got the running bug, it's pretty hard to drop it. Um, and you know, like when I don't go for a run, some days, you know, the family or whatever, like, what are you doing, man? You gotta go, go for a run. You're, you're annoying. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think a lot of runners can relate to that. You get a bit agitated if you don't do any exercise in the day. Um, but yeah, I just love running. I love the um, kind of the space. I actually like running well by myself a lot too. And I love the time that I get to think and the time I get to just, sometimes you just switch your brain off, right? And just run mileage, yeah. um, which is actually really good. And I just love the freedom that it brings and you can go, it, bring, it takes you lots of places. You know, I've been to Europe a couple of times and I'm in the States right now. Um, so it, it, it's it's good for the adventure too. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I couldn't agree more with, um, yeah, just that whole idea of escaping um, when you go for a run. And, and yeah, I, I, I too have caught the running bug. So just like so many listeners would have as well. Um, yeah. With your parents, did they run and, and were they right, right in, into it? Um, where do you think... Um, uh, a lot of your sort of natural ability and talent comes from, um, and, and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, my mum was real fast. She was, she played touch for New Zealand, um, before she had me. And before that she was, you know, like a 200, 400, 800, uh, somewhere around there, um, sprinter. And she was really good for a New Zealand junior. Um, I think she got a couple of junior medals. Um, in the 400, and so uh, I don't want to drop numbers, but I think she ran like 56 seconds when she was quite young. So I was like, "That's pretty sweet, mum." Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I definitely put my my kick and stuff down to that. Um, and then the endurance side, I probably have to give that to dad. Um, he did a couple triathlons and was just like a just like a tough guy. <laughs> he just you know wanted to just smash him out. He did never won anything like massive like Hayden does, but um, yeah, he definitely enjoyed doing the longer triathlons and being yeah, getting out in the swimming and the biking and the and the running as well. And what about that competitive streak that you've got? Um, you said you just sort of like like trying to win um, and trying to get better. Um, where do you reckon that comes from? Both. That definitely <laughs> comes from both. They both seem like real. Oh, actually, no. Dad's pretty. They're pretty. They're pretty full on. But they're all. They like. <laughs> They're both mellow and full on at the same time. And I think I kind of get a bit of that. Like um, you've either got your crazy side that's just like full full gas all the time. 
um, or just like super chill. Um, and so, yeah, I think they both gave me a bit of that each. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. It's a good combo. Um, yeah. Where, um, to organize this Zoom chat, um, you had to send me your email. Um, explain samrocks.tanner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, stitch up. The whole world knows. No, <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, no, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I, I, I'm just fully owning it now. I, my email is samrocks.tanner at gmail.com if anyone wants to email me. Um, but. <laughs> Nah, I, I was in a rock band when I was, like, real young. I mean, actually, the whole way through high school. But, like, when I made that email, I was probably, like, year seven yeah. or something, like, <laughs> 11 or 12 years old. And I was, like, fully into just, like, rock music and just jamming real loud with the boys. Um, and, yeah, we did, like, a – we actually did a music composition called Kids Rock, and that was pretty cool. Like, we just played – I think we played Money for Nothing by Dire Straits oh, yeah. as a band. And I actually played the drums, and I'm not even a drummer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bassist. Um, but <laughs> I played the drums, and my brother played lead guitar, and we're like, yeah. <laughs> played in front of, like, all the mums and dads. It was pretty funny. But it was good. It was super fun, and we loved it. Do you still get the chance to do a bit of your music? or? Um, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I actually brought a guitar. I wonder if you can see it. It's like oh yeah, yeah. behind me on yep. the couch and so i brought that at american music here and it, oh it's so nice it's a it's a fender jazz master um and so yeah I, lo- I love to just pick it up and play whenever i can um but yeah i last year of high school we wrote a couple songs with my couple of my, my mates um and they turned up pretty good actually it, it, most of them just started as like a a composition for music and then we're like oh we should just chuck some lyrics to this and see what it turns out like it actually turned out really good so we got to record it in the school recording studio and it yeah might have to give you a listen one time oh that's <laughs> awesome it was cool. what's it called yeah. what the band oh <laughs> we called the band jovi like the crayon yeah not like bon jovi and we went we did this music competition and um <laughs> everyone's like it's like bon jovi we're like oh yeah no, it's not like Bon Jovi. It's like the crayon. <laughs> and it was like a silly name. Like we just kind of just chucked it there. But you know, I feel like if we were an actual band, we'd probably change it. But that was what we were called. And um, we wrote a song called Roses. It was, that was pretty funny. We chucked it together in like a morning tea. Um, and, and that was, yeah, I like that song a lot. But yeah. That's awesome. Well, you sound pretty well-rounded. Like it's good to have, you know, a lot of interests. Um, yeah. In, in, um, 2018 you seem to have like a really big year like uh, about one year after um you've been coached by craig and um you went on to break four minutes in the mile at at 18 which was um one of uh, nick willis's um record in terms of being the youngest kiwi to ever break four um yeah yeah uh you also went on to beat nick in an 800 um you ran 338 for the 1500 in the same year and and also won your first National Open 1500 title. Um, yeah, what was that year like? Could you see that coming? Um, or was that a um, bit of a surprise? Um, did you know you were going to be um, that good and, and really improve that quickly? Yeah, nah, definitely not. I, um, yeah, nah. Um, <laughs> I, I was definitely just kind of wanting to run and race and then, um, I suppose prove myself a little bit more because you know you like a little grommet just on the scene, just just being a bit of a mongrel causing chaos um, amongst you know the the proper runners because I was kind of probably still running in like board shorts at that stage. <laughs> um, but yeah, as soon as I kind of like took it more seriously, I started running really well and um, yeah, I did some of those times and Craig Craig was a, a good big part of that because he he always said like just do it. And, I, and he didn't, even if he was thinking in his head, like, oh, you may run like 401 or something. He'd never told me that. He just said, just go and run under four minutes. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go and run under four minutes. How hard can it be? Um, and, you know, sometimes you set that goal and you're like, oh, that was way harder than I thought. And then you don't make it. But then in my case, I was pretty lucky and I, I did it. You know, I've done the training and it just paid off quite quickly and quite well. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> that was crazy. And I didn't really realize um 
I said this to a lady the other day, but I didn't realize how fast it was, especially 338 until I'm like, oh man, I got to run that again. <laughs> and I'm like, like, it's like 2021. I ran that in what, 20, uh, early 2019 before I was, before I, when I was 18. And I was like, oh man, I, that's so hard. Like, it's actually really fast. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, it's a bit of a mission, but. It's all right. We've done it once more, so it's good. And what um, was it like? Yeah. Uh, what was it like? Um, yeah, um, I suppose beating Nick in that eight hundred. That was cool. I um, I, I think because he beat me the week before in the fifteen, I was really, I was like, oh, I think I could beat him in this eight hundred. Just I was like, yeah, I, I, I like Nick, but I'm gonna see if I can beat him. You know, like you never give your heroes like full. You know, you're not gonna let him win. Um, <laughs> And so he, yeah, it was it was an honour to race him for one, and then um, to beat him was pretty cool. I, I didn't really, I was like, well, I'm out kicking Nick Willis right now in the 800. I was like, I can't. There's not many people who can even say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, that was sick. Um, but yeah, it was cool. He he, you know, he's such a good dude. He like lifted me up on his shoulders after the race, and I walked around and, like holding my hand up. I was like, yeah, thanks, Nick. I'm a legend. Um, but yeah, real, it was quite humbling and super cool. Yeah, um, there's a few people banding around the title um, that you're the next New Zealand's next Nick Willis. Um, uh, how do you cope with that name tag? Um, when I had Craig on, he also said you were a once in a lifetime athlete for a coach. Um, I suppose. Uh-huh. How do you cope with? Um, <laughs> Yeah, things like when people say stuff like that, I guess. Uh, I try not to think of it too much because yeah. your ego gets too big and you start getting cocky. But yep. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's when those things happen, you, you really got to, I don't know, check yourself a little bit and go, actually, like, I am good, but, you know, you, you're only as good as you, you run so and as good as you train and as good as you treat other people as well. And so I was kind of like, okay, well, when those names... Yeah, that, actually, that's. I don't know. Craig said that about me. That's quite cute. Um, <laughs> thanks, Craig. Um, but um, yeah, wow, it's gonna. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I suppose you just gotta take it as it comes and run hard and and live up to it. I suppose you can only try, right? So yeah. Just try your best and um, try be a good dude while you're doing it. What What are some of the um? Uh, lessons or or life lessons running running lessons um that you've learned from craig um under his um tutelage as as a coach so far um yeah good question quite quite a few he never takes away from my personality or um who i am and what i like to do and so i think that you know running with a whole bunch of different running circles i think that one of the things i've recognized is that like you got to not let running become your identity um, and you got to like be, I, I'm Sam who runs, not Sam the runner, um, you know, and, and so I think that's, you know, like, like when I was younger, it's like, oh, Sam the skater or Sam the musician or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, no, I'm Sam who does all these things and, um, you know, I want you guys to, you know, know me for that rather than um, just for the one thing that I'm good at or because, you know, that could be taken away from you pretty quickly, you know, if you get in a car crash or something silly. Yep. Um, yep. And then all of a sudden, like a lot of runners could be like, oh no, what do I do with my life? I don't have running anymore. And it's like, there's so many other things out there. And it's, there's so many cool things you can you can do, um, t- so many cool sports and stuff. So yeah, that's probably probably a big one that I've kind of thought about recently. And yeah, that's been on my heart a little bit. Yeah, no, that's a um, super mature approach and um, really good for a lot of people to hear. Um, because yeah, it, it is a sport where you, you can get sucked in and, and then, um, yeah, become just um, so involved. Um, so, mm. yeah, that's really, really good approach. Um, when did um, all the US colleges start knocking on your door? And, um, yeah, like, um, ha, ha, uh, what made you decide to go, oh, yep, University of Washington sounds like a good, good next step for my, um, my running career? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I um, I had no idea even like what a US college 
was and what, you know, apart from the movies and stuff, um, when I was younger and it really, like, they started messaging me as soon as I won that national title in cross country after my year 12 cross, um, senior boys race. And I was like, woke up the next morning and I had like six or seven messages from different coaches around the US. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, who are these <laughs> scammers trying to steal money from me or something? You know? I was like, what the? And we're like, just massive claims. Like, I'll make you the best athlete and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, right. I'm like, dude, New Zealand. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But, yeah, apparently they saw something that I, you know, kind of thought that was like, eh. Um, but, yeah, that was the that was the first step. And then um, Andy got in touch with me. I actually, I reached out to him because I heard that he's the best um, in Oregon. He didn't, he, like, replied. He short answered, replied me. He short um, replied me and just said, like, hey, Sam, I will be at World Juniors. Thanks. And I'm like what a dick. This guy doesn't even want to like, he doesn't even want to talk to me. I'm like, I thought I was like, I run fast, man. I'm like, surely not that many US kids are faster than me. And then, he, and then, and then after we were juniors, I ran all right. And then, um, and then he moved to Washington and then he started talking to me and I was like, ah, okay. That's cool. He didn't want, he didn't want to recruit me to Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, and we got along quite well and the, um, I knew he had a good reputation for milers, and so I figured, you know, free degree and a um, whole lot of running, racing experience um, would be good. And so that's kind of where I headed. Went to, you know, my other closest option was Wisconsin, and that was an awesome uni too. And I was um, really close with those coaches, um, and so that was a hard decision. But ended up cho- choosing Washington, and it's been pretty good so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the team like? Um, if, if you found that quite um, beneficial, um, yeah, having you know a big, a big sort of team environment around you, and and uh, yeah, also what are you studying? Yeah, uh, studying. I yeah, don't really know. I'm kind <laughs> of like part of me wants to do engineering, and part of me wants to just like enjoy running and make the most out of running. And I think that engineering yeah. and running don't really go hand in hand. So I'm thinking more like a sports psych or some sports physiology or something. Yep. Um, but yeah, something along those lines probably. Um, but in terms of the team aspect, I was not used to that at all. And the first, I remember my first long run, I got dropped so hard and I'm like, cause I'm used to just like running my long runs at a nice pace and just aerobically the whole time, you know, just nice and not easy, but just at like, you know, four thirties or something. Okay. Yep. And maybe, yeah, especially back then and maybe four minutes for feeling good. But these guys are stuck, gone fast as not, not stupidly fast straight away, but like by the end of the run, we started going up hills and they're like four minutes flat. And I'm like, Whoa, what the <laughs> heck? And, and I'm like kind of fresh off the plane. I'm like, Andy, He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you, guys, you guys are boosting. And so the team thing shocked me a little bit. But, you know, after he kind of sat me down and told me why they do different things like this, they actually treated the long run as a bit of more of a workout than, you know, one of um, just the runs on the week. I was like, oh, okay, that makes a bit more sense. And so you prepare yourself to run a bit faster. And, the, yeah, that was that was a bit of a shock to the whole team thing. But, um, yeah, yeah, I and other than cross country, I was like, "What the heck? There's strategy in cross country, I'm like <laughs> team strategy in cross country." I'm like, "I just run up the front and go and stay there the whole time." <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So that was that was different too. And I suppose I was like a, you know, a big fish in a small pond, and then all of a sudden, small fish in a big pond, right? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, came to the states and was like, "Whoa, these guys are fast." And um, I also got a little bit fat, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, nobody told me that because that that's like, you know, as a coach, you're not allowed to say that in, in the NCAA. Yep. So Andy was really good. Didn't tell me I was fat, but I kind of wish he did. Because <laughs> um, like, I came back in December yeah. for um, Christmas and Craig's like, Sam, you're fat. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you, don't, you don't look like Sam anymore. <laughs> and so... Um, you know, I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't huge. Um, yeah. But like for for a runner who's supposed to be like real lean and just a machine, right? Yeah. I was 
yeah, carrying a bit more weight than I should have been. Um, and yeah, it was, it's a bit of a running joke now, but it's good. It's, it's healthy and it's real fun. So <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I had Izzy Bat Doyle on who, who um, used to go to Washington Uni um, just the other week and she spoke glowingly of the Powers, um, Marissa and Andy Powell. Um, she said Andy was sort of a man of few words, but when he spoke, they were quality. Uh, and yep. then Marissa was sort of, um, yeah, more um, sort of uh, hype and got the team um, up and about. Um, yeah, what is your experience so far with the coaching there? Yeah, exactly the same as that. But yeah. Andy, Andy is a man of few words, and you know when he when he talks, and you're like, kind of like, is this a joke? Like sometimes he cracks a few jokes, and you're like, you're like, is, was that a joke? And then because he's real dry, but it's so good. <laughs> he, he is like, what is that a joke? And then he is like, yeah, it's a joke. And then everyone starts laughing, but it's like, oh, um, <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're really lovely people. Like they're like seriously like the the mum and dad of the team. Um, which is which is really cool, and it, I think it helps create a really good team environment, um, which I think a lot of kids benefit from, especially like me from being away from such a big family. I'm like, I kind of want that family, um, which is good. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying being a part of their crew, and I'm glad I made the decision to be coached by them. Um, I just want to go like your recent form's been really good. You started. 2021 um with three pbs um uh you had to come back to new zealand um because of covid um it looks like uh new zealand distance running seems to be in a good place uh like i was just fanning through um and doing a bit of research but it looks like you guys have all been working together doing some distance running camps um and recently you've all sort of put on some great races um uh yeah, tell us about like um, yeah your time back in New Zealand um, uh, just recently. Um, how was that? Yeah, it was good. We um, we've actually been working really really well with Athletics New Zealand and in particular Steve Willis. He's been such a big part of um, you know gathering all the best distance runners into. Um, I think we did two two week camps um, throughout the year of twenty twenty, um, and while COVID was on, you know and that was absolutely amazing. We did a base camp. We did a bit more of a speedy, speedier camp right before the track season started. Um, and they were both awesome. We had so many good lads there training hard, um, being serious about running and also having a really good time. We had a couple of guest speakers come in and um, teach us a few things too, which was super cool. And um, yeah, camp-wise, it was amazing, um, especially because, you know, you could have had that whole year training by yourself or, um, you know, just me and Hayden, which works really, really well. Um, but, you know, when you've got those whole bunch of other boys, just, um, you know, put two hard two weeks of hard training in and then have a, you know, a bit more of a down week or a bit more of a taper in the race or something. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. And so, yeah, in terms of training block, awesome. Um, yeah, I, I love the climate where I live. <laughs> and so that was kind of hard coming back, but it's all right. Um, yeah, I, I got home in March last year um, and that was awesome because I was sunny and I loved it and then ran quite a few miles throughout the winter time, um, ran a PB in, uh, outside in the middle of winter with no speed work and ran 7.57 and I think I was like 0 .0, like 0.1 of a second off Gregson's um, junior record yeah. right, before I turned, right before I turned 20 and I was like, Oh, if I just knew that, <laughs> I just I didn't even know that was a thing, and until I checked, and I was like, "Oh, that's so annoying." Uh, that's all right. Um, someone else can get it. Um, <laughs> that's but that's a hard record to get. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, that was good. Um, and then yeah, did a couple cross country races, which was cool. Um, props to New Zealand for doing COVID so well, yeah. I suppose in that respect. Um, but yeah, that was. It was actually really fun. It didn't really break my training cycle too much, you know. Like you, we came home after like a bit of a track season, um, and then just pretty much got straight into base work and just did a really probably the longest base session I've done. Um, and I'm feeling like I'm really reaping the benefits of it now, especially because New Zealand have that crew, and we've been 
I feel like that crew have been preparing to run fast for a long time. It just hasn't quite come together. And I think that COVID has just brought everyone together and has been the opportunity to um, really boost distance running in New Zealand. Yeah, over last year, um, you trained a lot with Hayden Wild, um, who's also coached by Craig Kirkwood. And you look like you've got an awesome relationship with Hayden. Um, it looks like you paced him for his one-hour track um, New Zealand record attempt um, and, uh, yeah, did a lot of training with him. Um, yeah, what's your two relationship like and um, what have you learnt from Hayden um, over your time? Yeah, that he, he is an incredible athlete and he blows my mind every day because, one, of the, the amount of volume um, that he does and, two, his mindset because how do you cram in, you know, 25 plus hours a week of training and then still be motivated every day? <laughs> and, and three, just the amount of hard work he knows how to, he knows how to put himself in the box, man. <laughs> I've never seen anyone put themselves in the box further than Hayden can put himself in the box. And it is awesome. <laughs> um, and so I, yeah, we, we get along really, really well, like two peas in a pod. Um, but yeah, training, we both benefit of each other. You know, we, we always say, that I'm the speed and he's the strength. And then together we like, you know, I boost his speed and he boosts my strength. So um, it's really, really good and healthy and training. You know, we never try to race each other in training. We just do what Craig says. And I think that helps because we're uh, in two different disciplines as well, you know, triathlon versus track. Um, and so that's really awesome. Um, but also just, yeah, having him there um, while, you know, he even paced me for, um, for my 336, um, he paced the first five or 600 of that race. And I was like, sweet, Hato, you know, it was just riding the limiter the whole time. Um, <laughs> but it was it was perfect, and he did a really good job of that. And, yeah, you know, we, we are really open to pacing each other and helping each other out. And, um, you know, I tried to pace him for that 5K, not a fives. I think I ran eight flat um, for the 3K. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately... I think he's probably done a bit harder week that week. Um, yeah. And yeah, the other boys ran really well, but um, yeah, then the hour as well, he's just like such a machine. And so, yeah, it's, it's such a blessing to be able to train with a person like that. I had um, Ollie Chignall, um, yeah, a chat with Ollie Chignall um, a few weeks ago, and he was talking about the night of fives. Um, so did you pace that till 3K? Because it looked like a lot of um, the Kiwis ran really quick that night. Yeah, yeah, I paced that to 3K, 8 flat, and then um, it was Hayden and I, and then there was a bit of a gap, and then I think uh, Ollie Chignall and Eric and the rest of that crew, Julian Oakley, ran through about 8.08-ish, off the top yep. of my head, maybe about there. Um, and so, yeah, they ran through that, and then they ended up closing maybe 8.10, and they closed. Yep. Um, ran 13.31 or something, yeah, which was, which was really good. You know, I don't think New Zealand have run a 5K that fast in a long time, so it was awesome to see. And then, um, yeah, so so we went through, like, your your runs this year. On the 1st of January, you ran that 336.44 for 1,500 uh, uh, in Tur- Taronga. Um, on the 23rd of Jan, um, you won the national 3K championships um in a really tight finish in 754 and then just the week before um uh or just yeah on the 30th of january in the mile you ran a 354 at cook gardens in wanganui um so i think the question on everyone's lips is will you do you think you'll get an opportunity um in a fast enough race um in in the, the coming months to have a crack at that olympic qualifier yeah, absolutely. Um, this Saturday, um, oh, yeah. this Sunday, sun, Sunday here now, this Saturday in Boston. Oh, no, not in Boston. It was supposed to be in Boston. That's the New Balance Grand Prix. Um, um, it's now in Staten Island, I believe. And it's going to be the, yeah, the, that's my crack right there. Um, and, and then after that race, probably try to, you know, run an indoor qualifier, run indoor nationals here. But um, yeah, that's going to be my Olympic qualifying attempt. And I don't know how close we'll get indoors, turn a meter track, but different to outdoors, but it'll be good. It'll be, it'll be hard, but it'll be um, a really, really good attempt. And that's for sure. Awesome. Good quality competition. Yeah. So who, who's in that race and um, 
or is the word that it's it's going out right right at the required um yeah three thirty four um yeah. pace? Yeah, I think the pace um, asked for is three thirty three, um, and so that's even hotter. Um, but Jake Whiteman's in it. Um, I think Craig Eagles is in it. Um, a couple other really good guys. Who else am I thinking of? Um, uh, names just fell out of my head like anything. Um, but yeah, those two guys are in it, I believe. And so yeah, there's quite a few big names, and it'd be good to just have a race against some big boys. Far out. That's awesome, Sam. So what what was that race? Um, and and when is it? So everyone can tune in. Yeah, it's the New Balance Grand Prix at Staten Island um, on Saturday, um, American time at some time. I actually don't know the time of that, but I'll get back to you. Yeah, I'll I'll put it in the show notes. Um, Cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, And, you know, since you've um, got back over there to um, uh, Seattle, um, how's the body feeling? It's been about a week now. uh, how have you adjusted? Um, is there much jet lag or you, you feel like you're, you're, you're coming good? <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know about jet lag. I feel like that's just like the, the poor man's excuse of <laughs> saying that you're tired. And I'm like, <laughs> jet lag? Oh, you sleep well on the plane. Jet lag's fake. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel good. I like the body's recovered really well from the you know, amount of time sitting. Um, but I, I don't know. I sleep quite well on the plane, so. Um, yeah, pretty lucky in that respect, but yeah, feel good. Did a session yesterday and that was, you know, six, six hundreds and that was pretty, pretty solid. So nice. it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. That's awesome. Um, and Seattle, that you wouldn't have any surf clothes, would you? Like there's, there's no, yeah. Nah, nothing. I think, I think there's some on the coast, but I feel like the coast is like two hours away and you can probably wake surf. I think like there's some wake surfing if you go behind somebody's boat, but there's a chick on the team who's got a boat, but um, yeah, I don't think we'll be doing that in the winter time. So maybe in the summer. Yeah. How do you cope with that? Like just um, yeah, you said like like uh, the other season um, you were able to sneak out for some snowboarding. Um, but yeah, how how do you cope uh, without uh, like when it is sort of just over there in America and and uh, it becomes a bit more um, orientated towards running? Um, is that is that where you get your guitar out? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah I've, I've always trying to be finding, trying to find something from you know my childhood or something other than running to just like distract me when you're like, um, but lacking in motivation or just over school or you know you don't because I don't have any of my childhood friends here you know to just go for a surf with, um, or there's no surf to do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I suppose I just pick up something um, that. I love to do, you know, like, for example, I look on Craigslist for motorbikes or something crazy. Like, I'll just be like, oh, what's what's on there? What could I buy? <laughs> you know, like, probably won't buy one, but, you know, who knows? I might, might buy one. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just something a little bit extreme to break the habit of just going, oh, just running and running and running. But, yeah. um, no, nah, it's good. I think the university um, life just distracts you quite well from everything else. So you just get pretty focused and, um, work hard and get some uni stuff done and days just fly by yep um so with the ncaa's is that just cracking along as normal or is that looking a bit different this year um with covid um running like racing wise i feel like a lot of schools can't host events but we're lucky enough that we've been cleared to host um some indoor meets um and so it's kind of normal, kind of a bit different, but I know that we're still having racing opportunities, which is good. Um, and then I believe that indoors is going to go ahead um, as well, it's similar to as per normal, but um, there's also cross-country nationals, you know, a few days after. And so there's going to be like a bit of a double dual season at the same time. But um, that'd be good. Really interesting to see what happens there. But um, should still be a good amount of running done, and I think some guys are still going to run faster. It'd be great to get some tactical races back in. Yeah, and how? Do, how I'm just interested. How do you coordinate? Um, like who? Who's sort of so? Once you're in you the US, is it Andy Powell who takes the reins over your training, and and he becomes your sole coach, or do you still sort of um, 
uh, communicate with Craig and Andy and, and yourself. And it's sort of like this, um, uh, yeah, you sort of just communicate amongst each other. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, at the moment, with like a week to the race, um, Craig's still like riding my programs. And because I'm here, Andy's like watching over me. Um, but when I was in New Zealand, it was Craig writing all my programs and tra I was training with Craig and Andy was just kind of keeping keeping an eye on me and, um, you know, checking in and making sure we're doing similar to what he'd have, have, he'd have done. Um, but mostly just Craig when I was home. And then, yeah, it'll be like this smooth transition of back to Andy as the head coach um, with, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really close with Craig, so I just text him um, whenever I have any questions or, um, you know, just how I'm feeling even because um, we're just like mates too, which is cool. Um, and, yeah, so that, that's going to swap over soon and, yeah, Andy will be Andy will be the big dog. Yep. <laughs> um yeah, what, what's, um, like I saw a photo of you just recently um, preparing for your mile um, and it looked like a really hard workout because you were on all fours um, and, uh, yeah, uh, throwing up. Vomiting. Yeah, vomiting. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah what's, what's one of the hardest, uh, like, in, if you reflect on your running career, what's some of the hardest training sessions that you've ever done or what's the training session that you're most proud of um, uh, conquering and um, and you, you sort of um, have it on your belt as a badge of honour? Oh, that's a big question. I've done a lot of different training sessions, but um, yeah. I don't know. I've done a, a couple of long ones and I don't really like long sessions, like, you know, like 2K reps or something. But there's been a couple of 2K efforts that I've held on as a Hayden and I was like pretty stoked with those. Yeah. Um, but I think the ones that, and they, I feel like they hurt me the most, but I never vomit from them. But yep. there's been a very select few sessions that I've actually thrown up after. And, um, yeah, one of them the other day, that was, that was pretty savage. Um, <laughs> and I, and it was, a, I think it was a, yeah, it was a 4k tempo. And then, uh, I think it was three sets of 300, 200, 100. And so it was just lactate city. And we just had like, under three minutes recovery and we're running well under sub 40 for the 300. So, Far out. um, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's all I'm going to give you, but that's, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was hard and it was fast. Um, but yeah, those are probably two types of trainings that would be on my belt if I was to have to think of them. In uh, 10 years time. Um, yeah, you'll, you, oh, well maybe 15 years time. Um, <laughs> What do you hope to have achieved uh, in your running career? Um, so, you know, if you sit back at, I don't know, 35 and you reflect on everything that you've done, uh, you know, it, not just running, but even just life-wise, uh, what do you hope to have um, achieved? Where do you hope to be at? Yeah, well, uh, uh, I'm 35. I would like to own a house, have been married, maybe have a kid, um, <laughs> nice. those are things, those are the things outside of running. And as soon as I retire from running, I want to be a hobby surfer and just one of those old dudes who just stands up on a log and just chills. <laughs> uh, but uh, mind you, I probably have the running bug still. So I'll probably go for a run first and then go for a log. But uh, yeah, um, but running wise, a uh, couple of things I want to tick off. Uh, recently, ever since Nick like broke John Walker's like streak of miles, that's in the back of my head. And I know that right now I'm like, that's such a long shot. That's like so many more years of running sub four, but I'm like kind of, kind of keen to try. And so I think as long as my career, you know, if I'm getting close by the time I'm 30, I'll be like, ah, just keep running. Keep going miles. <laughs> um, even if it's just like a club night, eh? you start getting fast and fit and running <laughs> sub four. But um, Yeah. That, that's, that's always in the back of my mind now. Um, yep. thanks Nick for that one. Um, <laughs> how many, how but, many was that? How many has he done? A hundred was it or? Uh, John Walker ran, he was the first person to run a hundred sub four miles, but Nick ran 19 years of John Walker ran 18 years of consecutive sub four. Yep. And Nick has just run 19 years of sub four miles. It's <laughs> just, just like dumb. That, like I, I'm, I like to say that I, have, I get to stop early because I started early. Um, <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> random when I was 18, so 18, 19, 20. <laughs> yeah, after I'm 21, that'd be like my fourth year or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so and then they'll be like just two years up. I'm like, ha. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that I, I would love to get an Olympic gold medal. Um, and that's, you know, childhood dream in the 1500. That's like, if everything goes to plan and at the Olympics, meddling in the Olympics anytime is just like one of those things. Like everyone is going to be really freaking good on the day, but it's all about your mentality. And if you can, if you play your cards right, you might just come away with a medal. Um, and I feel like not even the fittest person gets a medal all the time. So it isn't just who's the best racer at the 1500. Um, and so that's what I love about that race as well. But um, yeah, those, those are, yeah, that, that's got to be the biggest goal. And that's awesome. if I can do some represent New Zealand a couple more times and or a couple of times, not like a couple more, I really haven't really started. But um, yeah, a couple of times, that'd be awesome too. You know, I, I love putting on the black fern and yeah, silver fern, black singer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, chucking it on and racing, that's always good. Such an honour. And uh how how quick um, do you hope to sort of get with the fifteen or um, yeah you don't want to put it out there? <laughs> nah nah I say I want to I want to break Nick Wallace's record um, nice. and, or try or or die trying. <laughs> um, I want to I want to get close and see how close I can get. I mean he we're we're built differently you know he's a bit taller but but leaner not not leaner but longer yeah. longer limbs um, <laughs> but. You know, I'm, I'm a bit shorter, maybe a bit more muscly. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what I can get down to. Otherwise, kinda, I kind of don't want to go up to the 5K. Uh, <laughs> it just seems like so much more work. We go down down distance of anything, but I don't think I quite have, like, Matthew's speed, so I'll just stay away from him. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah, no, nah, that, that, anything under, under 330 I'd be epically stuck with. Yeah, no, I, I like that, um, uh, like you said early in the podcast, how you just sort of put a goal out there and um, and that's what you're striving to do. And, um, you know, yeah. like it, it's it's awesome that you, um, yeah, I, I love that sort of uh, fire and a- attitude that you've got. And um, I reckon you've got the talent and the and the wheels to, you know, give it a fair dinkum, fair dinkum shot. Um, I love that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you mentioned Luke Matthews before, um, uh, and I'm not sure if he is a role model or not, but like, um, who are some role models and, and inspirations that you've had in your career so far? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, just interested, like you've spoken of Nick Willis, you've had um, some great coaching throughout your career so far, but yeah. you know, who, who does come to mind? Yeah, Nick, definitely... Um just the way he's lived life and the way he's presented himself as an athlete, um, as a runner and as a person, like, um, if I can do that, then I'll be like, Oh, sweet life, you know, running life complete. Um, so he's definitely a role model and someone I want to live similarly to. Um, and yeah, like one thing that shocked me about Luke was that he knew everything. Like he, um, was just like a massive student of the sport. And I think that in that sense, definitely a role model because I've always been like, eh, I just turn up and run and see who races me and then that's cool. Um, but I think that's actually a really smart way to go and a bit of a, yeah, you know, geeking out on running facts, but it's it's awesome and it, it was really cool to see like such a cool dude who can um, still have like a really like, level-headed but also really factual knowledge of who he's got to run against and how, you know, almost like tactical, like how am I going to win this race? Can I, can I kick everyone in this race? Yep. Okay. Well, I can just cruise then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that's two people that, um, yeah, I look up to, I suppose. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, cause you had a yeah, bit actually, of... definitely Craig too. I'll add in, add in Craig and my parents. Craig, cause yeah, Craig's had an amazing career. Um, and you know, really like down to earth, but just kind of got a good attitude towards training. Like, um, you know, like doesn't he said to me like doesn't ma- doesn't necessarily matter what you do in training as long as you know the intensity is there when it is needed and the quality you know all different types of runs are um, adjusted to how you're feeling and um, just being smart about your training too like you could 
you know, people always say like, oh, I could do mile repeats. I'm like, I don't think I've done mile repeats once with Craig. I've done two Ks and one Ks, maybe a couple twelve hundreds, but like miles, two Ks, what's the difference if you're working just as hard um, and working the right energy systems, right? So yep. I think smart training is one thing I've learned from him too. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm wary of the time. I've, I've held you up a, um, a long time. Um, yeah, but like there's been some um, great, great insights to who you are, Sam, and, and your personality. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting um, following you. So I, I think a lot of, um, yeah, uh, Australasian sort of um, running fans will now, now sort of know a bit more about you and, and be pretty keen to tune in. Um, uh, this week um, and and support you and throw throw their support behind you and and hope that you can get close to you know making that Olympic dream possible. Um, yeah, I think just Very to cool. yeah wrap up the podcast. Um, if there was any advice that you'd give like a young or up and coming or new runner um, that you've learnt from your career um, or something that you really hold um, true to your heart, um, what would it be? Oh, that's a big one. Um, uh, it's easy. Um, make running fun because if it's dumb, you're gonna run. You're gonna run bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you if you're loving life, then you're gonna run way better than if you're um, you know suffering and training and beating yourself up about a meal that you ate or something like that. You know, like I pretty much have never worried about my diet. Yeah, I got a little bit um, overweight here, but that was because I probably wasn't. Um, you know, the whole life situation probably wasn't as good as what I was used to. Yep. Um, but yeah, def- the advice would definitely be just um, make, put things in place that you can enjoy um, life as much as you can whilst running. Yeah. Awesome, mate. And I think um, you reverberate that so well. Um, so yeah, thanks so much, Sam. Um, awesome to have a chat to you and um, thanks for your time. Alrighty. Thanks for having me, mate. No worries. Have a good one.